Well, hey there. I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters, and I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who's been covering beauty, style, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all of the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll find the foremost experts to unearth what's new, what works, and even what you shouldn't waste your money on. I'm on the hunt for the latest and greatest discoveries and strategies to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. And my guest today and I, I'm going to introduce her, but we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects lately, and that is beauty dupes. So my guest is Karen Young. Before opening the Young Group in 1999, Karen was vice president of marketing, advertising, product development, and sales promotion for Lancome. Prior to that, she spent 17 years at Estee Lauder, where she held a variety of executive positions, including executive director of Color Cosmetics. Karen is an active board member of Fashion Group International. She is a certified personal trainer and nutritionist. She divides her time between New York and Paris, where the Young Group also has an office. Since opening the Young Group, Karen has worked extensively in all categories of the cosmetic industry. She has developed concepts and products for Rock, Bath & Body Works, Neutrogena, Elf, Vichy, and Orbe. She has also worked on numerous established brands on the beauty category, including Christian Dior Beauty, uh, Shiseido, Bumble & Bumble, Dove, and Paula's Choice. She is now an adjunct professor at the Fashion Institute of Technology, teaching product development in the master's program in cosmetics and fragrance marketing and management. Hi, Karen. Hi, Lauren. That's sort of long-winded. Sorry, yeah. I should have given you a shorter bio. No, but you know, I sometimes I cut people's bios, but yours is fascinating. So I did not I've cut it. I've been around a long time. Who wouldn't want to do this, right? <laughs> really? It's so fascinating. I am so excited. Let's jump into this topic because I know you. that's how you and I met talking about we had a long conversation talking about dupes. And just for those of you that don't know, uh, dupes in the beauty industry basically mean finding a mass market uh, equivalent to a high-end beauty product. And if you're on Pinterest or on uh, Instagram, you will see it's quite a hot topic. And it's usually the younger set, but I'm noticing it now in anti-aging skincare and beauty. So let's talk about dupes. It's one of my favorite topics as well. I know. We, we, we had a lot of fun talking about it. So it, explain why dupes are or aren't like the fashion, like fast fashion of beauty. There is a difference. And, and I don't mean to sound defensive about the beauty industry, but I will have to support us. I think fast fashion, while there is inexpensive fashion that can be high quality, often it can be a compromise. You know, you, you may get a lookalike to the expensive version, but chances are good the fabric's not going to be the same quality. The stitching may not hold up as well. Right. In beauty, the good news is every manufacturer, every brand has access to the same ingredients. And yes, in some cases, there are grades of ingredients, but in fact, we're a fairly consistent and more regulated than most people give us credit for. Those ingredients really can't be tampered with. It may be levels of ingredients. Um, the more expensive brand may be putting more retinol in than the less expensive brand. But the fact remains that your, your 
most likely not sacrificing quality, buying a less expensive price. And that is, you know, the beauty industry's dirty little secret. There are shampoos, as you know, Lauren, for $4. There are shampoos for $40. If you flip over those packages and read the ingredient labeling, you will discover they're not so different. So what's the consumer paying for? Well, we all know it's you know, the marketing and, and promotion yeah. piece of it. Packaging in most cases costs much more than the formula costs. So you may be paying for a custom package. There, there are lots of variables, but I have to say 95% of the time, you will not be disappointed with the quality of that less expensive product. You may not love the packaging as much, and you may not love the shopping experience as much, but you're probably not going to suffer from quality. Well, that's great news, especially considering inflation and everything else that's going on right now. So assuming dupes are good quality, how can there be such price disparity uh, within the beauty industry? You know, it's a, it's a question I get all the time. The other thing that we we have to remember, and again, it's, pardon me, it's another one of those, you know, behind the curtain secrets. We have to remember that companies like Unilever and L'Oreal, great example, own 25, 30, 35 brands. And within L'Oreal's portfolio, and as you read in my bio, I spent many years at Lancome, which is one of the prestige companies. Between you and me, L'Oreal that sells in the mass market used a lot of the exact same formulas that I used on the Lancome brand. And again, it's a question of those margins. Lancome at a much higher suggested retail price has better margins, but there's a pretty good chance that that L'Oreal product that is, whether it's a mascara or a, you know, a serum is probably very similar. So So their margins aren't as good in L'Oreal as they are at Lancome. So it would stand a reason you could assume that because like Lancome owns not only Lancome, but all these other brands, some of which L- are L'Oreal, L'Oreal, L'Oreal excuse me. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Exactly. L'Oreal owns is the parent company that they, they have access to. You would think you, it doesn't take a lot to jump to this conclusion that they're probably using a lot of the same formulas and they're Absolutely. more mass marketed brands. Absolutely. Okay. And the same is you know, true of Unilever. They have a lot of prestige brands. Right. They have a lot of mass market brands. And they're, many of them are coming out of the same lab. Right, exactly. The same lab using the yeah. same ingredients. Um, so you're paying for that the shopping experience of the prestige brand and possibly for more expensive packaging. Sorry, guys, but you know, that's, that's reality. No, that's great news. It's great news. It is great news. You it know? is absolutely great news. I, I have noticed in the past, I don't know, dozen years or so that what's coming out in the mass market uh, that you can get at your drugstore or Target or whatever is amazing what's happening there, more so than what's happening in Prestige, I think. Absolutely. That's what I've been noticing. And, and that's, it's a really important trend. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up because I have to say 10 years ago, 15 years ago, as I say, I've been doing this a long time. Right. Mass market products weren't always great quality. I mean, it will really? say, Companies like Procter and Gamble and, and Olay, fabulous, fabulous quality. But there were some mass market products that just weren't fabulous. You know, right. part of it, Lauren, is that today's consumer is so knowledgeable and so sophisticated. The industry just can't 
do that kind of trickery anymore. You have to put really good products on the market, whether it's at Walgreens or Bloomingdale's. Big difference. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So do the expensive brands have any recourse when they're knocked off by the less expensive brands? The answer is no, they really don't. You know, you'll from time to time in trade press read that, yes, company X is going after company Y because they've knocked them off. But you know what? Unless you've patented a formula, and even that's hard to hard to protect, you really cannot protect yourself. And we all know fabulous brands like The Ordinary, you know, that have come up with their own versions of hyaluronic acids Love and vitamin it. Cs. Yep. And they are doing such an amazing job. And it, to your point, begs the question, why don't some of the prestige brands go after them? Because you can't really own that category. You know, you can't own a hyaluronic acid serum. Estee Lauder likes to think they do with night repair because they were I was really- just going to ask you about night repair because that has a patent there you go. that expires in what, 33, I think, or something I like that? I can't remember. You're doing yeah. better, than, better than I am. But they can't patent the category of right. hyaluronic acid serum. And when, you know, again, insider information here, I was at Lauder when we launched, when Estee Lauder launched Night Repair and hyaluronic acid was very new to the market. And in fact, hyaluronic acid as a raw material was much more expensive then than it is now. It's almost commoditized now because as you know, there are dozens of choices on the market. Exactly. Everywhere. Companies like The Ordinary are so smart and they look at the bestsellers and they look at those price tags and they That's say, hard. wow, you know what? And that, you know, I hate, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but those, that's a, the best example. Oh yeah. And not only are they less expensive, they are a lot less expensive. Sometimes <laughs> it's exactly. amazing to me. It's like, you know, like a sixth of the price. Exactly. It exactly. blows my mind how they do it. It's, it's great. I love the ordinary. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about more, a little, some of your other brands, but how do the big multinational beauty brands like Lauder, L'Oreal, P&G, Unilever, et cetera, justify this phenomenon within their own organization? It's a really tough question to answer. When I was at L'Oreal running the Lancome brand, you know, it drove me crazy that that the L'Oreal, the mass market L'Oreal brand was allowed to have my formulas. Normally they would say, okay, the prestige brand gets it for six months as an exclusive before we take it down oh. to the L'Oreal brand. But honestly, those days are are over. And now sometimes it goes the other way. So, And I don't mean to pick on L'Oreal, but obviously I know them very well. Sometimes right. now they'll even launch the mass market brand first and then the prestige brand will get it later. So it's, it's tough. And I, you know, I think, is there a good explanation for the consumer? The answer is no. That's why you and I are talking about it because it's a real phenomenon. So what, what besides the ordinary, are there a few other brands that you think are quote unquote knocking off or, you know, creating products? Yes. Making great copies. Making great, great products for a much less expensive price. I have a couple of favorites. Elf. Okay. is one that does an amazing job. Their product quality is superb and you know their price points are amazing. Uh, yeah. um, the other one I love is Marcia Kilgore, who you probably know founded Bliss many years ago. And a few years ago, I think just before COVID, she created Beauty Pie. 
And that was her whole shtick was I am on the inside. I know a lot of contract manufacturers. I know where to go to have products done. And it, it's a club. You, you join right. as a, you know, like a Netflix kind of thing. And Marcia's products and Beauty Pie are amazing. And of course, she's a longtime expert. She knows quality. She knows ingredients. She knows what the best sellers in the market are. So Marcia is able to go in and say, you know, I want a, hate to what? say copy, but a version of product X. And I will do it for, to your point, half the price, a third the price. And she's selling direct to consumer and also getting her membership fee. So right. she has some a little bit of wiggle room there in terms of her margins. So she's able to keep those prices and down. The, the packaging is very minimal, which is very good. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, what, you know, no fancy stuff. I've I've ordered stuff there before. It's good. It's great. I love it. Is, it. it is yeah. good. And you know, I think there's also this sort of element of discovery, which we all love, like, oh yes, I got this great, great bargain, but it's a great product. I'm not trading down. That's exactly right. I think you still want to feel, I, and I love that surprise, you know, that it's element fun. of like, wow, this is amazing. And exactly, that, you know, it, and it makes you like, I cannot believe I wasted all this money all these years on some of these products. And I just did a post on skincare dupes. Uh, I'm working on one for makeup for, you know, the midlife person. And it's so fun. So it's fun. so fun. I know. And I try them. I try go and I buy the, the, the brand, the dupe brand. It's so much fun. I'm having a great time with it. Another brand that I found just to let you know is called, um, Brandify has, I have been super impressed with your products. Very. I think they're doing a great job and there's a great Instagram account, everyone to follow Brandify, but they've taken like some of the products that, uh, I'll say SkinCeuticals makes. Uh, and they, they only make products where they see that there's something missing in the market, you know, where there's a real big price disparity and they know that they can make it for less. And so some of the things that SkinCeuticals, they're making for half the price and SkinCeuticals is very expensive. I'm not saying their stuff is dirt cheap, but in comparison to exactly like, you know, something that costs $150, if you can get it for 60 you know, that's, that's a big savings and they're fabulous. I have to say, I'm super blown away by them. They have a so, great reputation. Really good. And I like that they're not like, they're not doing everything. It's not like the ordinary where there's a huge amount of skews. They're just picking like a few where they see a need. Um, okay. Another question I have is how do retailers get away with copying brands, bestsellers and selling them as store brands? I can see you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> It, it absolutely makes me crazy. I do not know how they get away with it. You know, if you walk into a Walgreens or a Walmart and and they even say, if you like product X, you will like our version of it. Oh my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. the answer is, um, and we'll see what kind of comments you get and feedback from this one, is there's so much business going on between those companies, you know, whether it's a, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to name names to make this realistic. Sure. You know, whether it's a Procter & Gamble product that Walmart is knocking off, P&G is doing so much business in Walmart with that product that they're kind of just looking the other way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's just really nothing they can, they can, again, you can't register or trademark a product per se. And if Walmart has made some modification, you know, a couple of tweaks in the formula, 
you know, they can get away with it. But it really is, it's in, in some ways, I have to say, while as a consumer, I, you know, I love this whole game. From the brand's perspective, you know, sometimes I do feel sort of bad for them. Like you spent a lot of time putting together this product and now the retailer or another brand is knocking you off. But Lauren, welcome to life, right? Yeah. But especially (laughs) since they're selling them in the same place. Exactly. Side by side sometimes. Right. Side by side. That's crazy. I know. But I guess they figure they'll get all of the market instead of half of it. Exactly. And you know what? There are, as you well know, there are people who are brand loyal and also when people, when I have this conversation with people who aren't as knowledgeable as, you know, as you are, there are people who just love the experience of buying a prestige product. Oh, you know, I know I'm probably paying too much, but you know, I feel good. It's a little bit of a, of a, maybe taking care of myself and just a little luxury moment. And you know what? That's what the beauty Absolutely. industry is all about. I totally get that. hundred percent, hundred percent. But on the flip side, if you're looking to save money in some places, you know, your skincare and beauty could be a place, you know, it's a lot of it, especially for the demographic that I speak to, don't know this, you know, yes, the the younger generation, the the millennials know this, uh, you know, but people listening to this may not understand that it's just as good because like, if you go to a grocery store and you buy the no name brand of your mayonnaise, let's say, you know, it's not as good. I would, same thing with ketchup. You know, there are certain things that you know. And so I'm afraid that people might think the same thing about the beauty industry, but it's not, it's different. It's just different. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really good point. It's a great yeah. analogy. Um, but you can be pretty darn sure that in the beauty industry now, as you point out, it wasn't always this way you know, no. 10 years ago. But the quality now of these inexpensive, or I should say less expensive products is Correct. phenomenal. Kudos to them. Well, you know, this way it's accessible for all, which I think skincare should be. Should be. Um, beauty, you know, should be. And if you can get a great elf foundation for $8 and not have to, and by the way, I have tried some elf foundations that I think are fabulous. And they have one that's just as good. I, if not, I like it better than like it. There's an it one that they've kind of copied. Oh, yes. A, yes. A CC cream. Yes. And it's a fraction of the cost. I say, go for it. Okay. You know, it's, it's like freedom actually. <laughs> and now, now you can go try something that you might not have. I mean, let's be honest, like La Mer, biggest ripoff ever. Um, there's great. I just did in my post, two choices, two different, one that's less expensive and then one that's a lot less expensive. You know, and people like them just as much, and you're paying for the packaging, really, for and the, and and the, the marketing, marketing, and the marketing. And, you know, and the and the marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and again, if you've got the money and you love, sure, you know, pampering yourself and that moment of luxury, go for it. But to your point, hey, if I can get the same quality for less money, why not? Well, I don't know many people that aren't hurting right now, as far they're as that here. goes. You know, we're cutting back on certain things. So this is a great category that you can, you know, without sacrificing. And the good thing is, is you're not sacrificing your skincare. That's the beauty of it. Looks no pun intended. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's, let's segue into the other topic that I wanted to talk about, because I find this fascinating that I'm noticing that everything old is new again. Like it's, it's hysterical to me that. Um, consumers are returning to old, tried and true 
maybe not forgotten, but old tried and true, like, you know, Nagzima or whatever. Yes. Why, why is this happening in the beauty industry? Oh, I, it's, it's an, I can't believe you're hitting on, on these, these two, these are two of my favorite topics. This is the, the other one that just, I, it's an endless source of amusement and amazement. I think part of it is Gen Z and young millennials and their discovery. And, you know, these, the, the products, and we're going to obviously name some names here. They can feel as though they're discovering these on their own uh, because, you know, where if we, things recycle, as you know, fall in and out of fashion. And the other thing that I find really fascinating about it, and a little of this started before COVID, but COVID really, really brought us to the, to the point of wanting to simplify, you know, life is complicated. I want to continue to take care of myself, but I can't deal with the Korean, South Korean 18 product regimen. Let's go back to basics here. And we, you know, we saw it happening with so many things with food and with yeah. fashion, you know, going back to basics, I'll stay in my Lululemons all day. You know, where beauty's concerned, I think there's some nostalgia involved yeah, as well. These are brands that, you know, maybe not even my mother, maybe it was my grandmother to your point about Noxzema. Mario Badescu, you know, the brand is on fire. Gen Z loves Mario Badescu. It's a 50-year-old brand. It's I like love a it. sleeper. I love it. Well, they so, do have good zit filler. So exactly. Yeah. They, do in, they do indeed. Yeah. Oh but my gosh. again, I think it's this kind of retro, you know, it's like we hear all the time and you're closer to it than I am, but Gen Z going back to LP records and real cameras instead of smartphones and wanting to write in a notebook with a pen. It's like, what? Right. So I think some of it is that sort of retro. It is just recycling, but so we're coming I, back in vogue again. I think, you know, I think that has a it. lot to do with it. There are a couple of real specifics. Um, as you know, or I'm sure, you know, L'Oreal bought CeraVe a few yep. years ago and with L'Oreal's horsepower behind CeraVe, and that's another one, you know, it's a 30, yes. 40 year old, very inexpensive, very basic, you know, it's some petrolatum and some water and some mineral oil. And and to L'Oreal's credit, they've souped it up a little bit, but it's still the most simplistic skincare for rock bottom pricing. And L'Oreal was smart enough to get some influencers in there and start talking it up on social media. And Gen Z went, wow, this I've never heard of this brand. And I don't need yep. to tell you it's up like 300%. And like, oh, wow. Oh yeah. God. I didn't realize that much. Wow. Um, so there's, what is the overreaching trend that's causing this? You think it's nostalgia, really? I think it's two. I think it's a nostalgia of sort of, uh, you know, rediscovering, as you said, what's old is new again. And I do think it is the, I want to kind of go back to basics. You know, I'm, I now understand niacinamide and retinol and vitamin C and vi blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Oh my gosh, do I really need all that stuff? What if it's just a really good, simple cleanser and a really good, simple moisturizer, no irritating ingredients, just going back to, to basics. So I, I think both factors are, are driving it. It's sort of the, the retro romantic and sort of let's be simple. And you know, price point. I mean, again, CeraVe, oh my gosh. Yeah, a lot of dermatologists recommend it too. So that's, exactly. that helps. Um, and yeah, I- you know, I'm a, I'm a huge, I've always said, don't spend a ton on your face wash. I think that's like always been something that I just don't believe you should spend a lot of money on because there's so many good ones, i.e. CeraVe and, you know, just that's one area that 
for years. I'm not saying I use cheap, cheap, but you don't need to spend like $50 on a face wash. Honestly, you know, companies that make incredible claims about their cleanser, that it's a wash off cleanser. I'm sorry. I have to smirk because it gets washed down the drain. Yes. What of those marketing claiming ingredients are staying on your skin? I'm sorry, honey. None of them. Okay. None. Yeah. Wash down the drain. So get a good, very gentle, Yep. Cleanser and doesn't strip your face. Don't right. strip your face. Don't overwash. Don't over cleanse. Get a good moisturizer and call it a day. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've just, you know, cop. Hey, and I, God only knows I try a ton of products. It's so funny. <laughs> sure you People do. will be like, what's your favorite? I'm like, do you have an hour? I've got like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded question for me. Um, gotta love okay. your job. Oh my gosh. Well, it's fun, except my office looks like I always say like a Sephora exploded, but I do try in my bathroom. Oh my God. My husband is ready to kill me. I've taken over like the entire bathroom. I'm like trying to put things in his medicine cabinet now. Oh oh yeah. He's, he's not happy with me. The whole bathroom is, I, but I try everything. I legit try everything I'm sent. So somebody would be like, Oh, your skin looks good. What are you using? And I'm like, I, I, like, I can't even answer that because I'm so probably funny. using, no, exactly. I'm always <laughs> testing something. Good always. for you. Always. I love it though. You know, and it's, it's funny because so I, I got into this, you and I discussed this. I got into this because of fashion is really how, you know, I got into this whole thing. Uh, and I, it started, I started getting asked backstage at fashion shows where they're doing beauty. And that's really how I got into the beauty side of it. And now to be honest, I love can't it. Out. I can't get out. I, Why would I you actually, not? It's the best job in the world. You are so, so lucky. I know. It's just the greatest. You're lucky. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, you I, got the best job. You I figured it out earlier than I did. So. You have a pretty darn good job. I don't complain. I'll tell you that. Right. So how is it many of these products that we're talking about with everything old is new again, um, seem to be contradicting cur- current trends? Like, Vaseline versus clean beauty because clean beauty is such a huge buzzword right now. Oh, she's like, ah, and now we're talking about slugging with Vaseline, uh, you know, which I don't get it. So I, I know, I, <laughs> I know this, this particular topic makes me crazy. Right. Um, Vaseline, while we know, yes, it's a fossil fuel and there are people who love to say it's horrible and it clogs your pores and it's horrible for the environment. In fact, Vaseline or its sister product, Aquaphor, which is mm-hmm. the same thing with a little more mineral and vitamin E added. If, if you're in the, the ICU or in the, in the surgery sites, chances are really good that there's a Vaseline Aquaphor on hand somewhere because it is inert. It cannot irritate. It, is, it cannot be um, infected with any kind of microbe. There's no water in it, which is right. the only place microbes ever grow. So it's a very pure product. And the grade that we use in the cosmetic industry, as you know, is pharmaceutical grade. So in fact, it happens to be really good for irritated, damaged, dry skin, sunburn. You know, I have to be careful. I'll have the FDA down on my head here. But it, it is a no one that I've ever run across, and certainly the data would, would substantiate this, is irritated by Vaseline or Aquaphor. Mm-hmm. And it's a great sealant. It seals moisture yes. in. It does incredible things for your your barrier. It keep, you know transdermal water loss. It, it Vaseline is amazing, but to your point, Clean Beauty is saying no, 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 no petroleum byproducts, no petroleum byproducts. You know, welcome to my world and your world. Vaseline is a great 
great product. Yep. And contradictions it, galore, you know. Absolutely. Well, it's, I also I also think it's marketing on the side of clean beauty to totally. put down, you know, something that is one completely affordable. I mean, a big giant jar of Vaseline is a few dollars. You know, and and I, you know, it's this is have you just you know what I just discovered? Aquaphor and a spray bottle. I oh. have not bought it yet. They also just launched a stick and it's oh. on my list. So I will be getting the spray and the stick as soon oh. as I can. Well, I just had a procedure done at my dermatologist to remove some some things from my face and it left scabs. So, you know, they're still coming off a week later. And she, the dermatologist said, go get the spray aquaphor. And she put some on me there. And I was like, what is this? It's fabulous. So you don't have to rub it in, warm it up to well, blend it. You don't have it. to stick, you don't stick your fingers, fingers and, in it. Exactly. And which we all know contaminates, you know. Um, but it's also the coolest feeling. It comes out sure. cold. It's really, and a little bit goes along. I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. It's, my, it's a game it's changer. shopping list along obsessed. with the Aquaphor stick. And you know, this is another perfect example. You take an ancient brand that's been used in derms offices and surgical sites for God knows decades. And all of a sudden it's hip and cool. Plus that you can use it anywhere on your hair, on your eyes, on your feet, on your everything. Oh my God. You know, I keep some by on my nightstand too. And before I go to bed, like I put a little around my eyes, like we're utter, I, after I do my whole night jam routine, which isn't all that long, you know, I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, okay, my eyes feel a little, it feels a little dry. So I'll t- put a little aquaphor it's to kind brilliant. of seal in, you know, my skincare and it's great. And by the way, I break out from things and I don't break out from this. So I do believe it does not clog it's, your pores. It's pretty clean. So, no, yeah. it really. I mean, if you're an oily skin person who's prone to acne, I'm not going to recommend Vaseline, but right. honestly, it's a very pure Product and your your technique of putting it on top of you put some skincare on your face already. The the Vaseline the petroleum jelly doesn't matter whether it's a generic or it's Unilever's Vaseline. It absolutely does seal it in. Yeah, and yeah. they call that slugging. Right, slugging. There you go. Yep. And you yep. know the best thing with and I'll tell you a little trade secret. I do a couple of drops of essential oil in my Vaseline, like a rose oil or a lavender oil, and get out of the shower, pat yourself dry. Don't get completely dry. And, you know, and I think your Aquaphor spray will do a great job Ooh, with this. Oh, yes. Get on not? a little petroleum jelly while your skin's damp. Yes, you got to yeah. give it, you know, 30 seconds. Oh, my God, baby skin. I swear. <gasps> I'm going to try that. Uh-oh. <laughs> now I'm going to be bathing in, in petroleum jelly. Oh, know, my gosh. It's a sad story. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm that person that, like, I get before I get out of the shower, I put oil on. Good for you. Right? Then I, after I dry a little bit, I put my amazing body lotion on. Yeah, but I will try. I'm going to try that because I do put it on my hands at night uh, after I put on perfect. lotion. That's yeah, perfect. Just you're I don't like being dry. Oh, yeah. You're I'm, seriously good beauty junkie, girl. You know, I, we're, I, we're, we're yeah. an important breed. I, I, you know, and I wasn't always like this. It wasn't until I started writing about it. Now I'm like, I've gone the other way, uh, much yes. to my much to my husband's chagrin. So is this a Gen Z phenomenon? This this like, is this? Ha- happening with other consumer groups, this what's old is new again? I think it's, I would say it's being very much driven by Z and young millennials, thanks to social media. I was just going to say social media, right? It really, right. I got to tell you, social and influencers is driving 
are driving a lot of this. It you know it spans many demographics, but I really have to hand it to Gen Z for for being at the edge of a, of a lot of this. Yeah, my only concern though is when you have non-experts recommending oh. things. I, we can talk about that. I, you know, I I see things that people say, and this this goes with beauty. This goes with like feminine care. All you know, some of it can be dangerous. So here, it's here. just a warning. Like, consider the source. You know, like if it's somebody that's applying makeup, like it's a makeup artist and they're sharing tips, absolutely. But if it's somebody like that really doesn't know what they're talking about, and you can kind of tell. I would hope. I would hope. I can tell. But then again, I'm a little smarter on this subject matter. You, but, you are indeed. That's really, really good advice. And, you know, one of the other things that I run across all the time, consumers sometimes know enough to be dangerous. And if retinol is good, then a lot of retinol must be really good. If salicylic acid or alpha hydroxy acid is good, then a lot of it must be really good. And the answer to that is definitively no. 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 If a little exfoliation is good, then a lot of exfoliation must be fabulous. No, no. And anybody who tells you that put on more retinol, exfoliate more, scrub harder, it really, to your point, doesn't know what he or she is talking about. You know, that brings up something. I think everybody that's listening, if you're following on like Instagram or social media and you're, make sure that you're following a couple really good dermatologists. They tend to blow the the lid off of some of these claims, which I find fascinating. Like about, to your point, the Retin-A, there's a dermatologist I know that was basically explaining how we're putting it on wrong generally you know, and that you should dot it in the four areas of your face and then rub it in. Otherwise you're using too much. If you like start rubbing on, you know, just things like that, that like you might not know. And I trust a dermatologist who has studied, has gone to medical school and has studied this more than I would just your influencer like myself, you know, who's, I'm not medically trained, you know, not to say you shouldn't believe what I say, but <laughs> I was just going to say, don't you know, don't, don't diss yourself here because your your breadth of knowledge and experience is really remarkable. But you I know, try I also, not to talk about things I don't know about. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, like that's right. always okay. You also think what? I'm sorry. Always smart. No, I was just going to mention there are also um, a couple of you know brands that are really really knowledgeable and work very hard to keep the truth out there. Paula's yeah. Choice, as you probably know, was bought by yeah. Unilever not too long ago. And Paula Begon was at the front of that brand up until recently. And she is a wizard. And I will tell you, they, Paula's Choice publishes a, a compendium of ingredients. And they've got a couple of people who've been with the, the brand for a long time whom I know very well. And they're serious researchers. And there, there are others as well. I don't mean to pick on Paula, but they really, they, they try to really do upfront, straight, no BS, no marketing, blah, blah, blah. You know, these are good ingredients. This is the level you should be using them. If you're using antioxidants and they're in a wide mouth jar, all the antioxidants are going to be dead in two weeks. Antioxidants yes. should be in an airless pump. You know, it's things like that as well. And you you find those good sources. And, and Paula's Choice is in, incredibly reliable. They do a great job. And they're they're relatively affordable. I mean, I don't feel like they they're are. breaking I mean, it in, off in on the you. They're yeah. in the middle. They're in the middle. Yeah. But I think you get... I think you get a good value when you buy. I, I I, there's a lot agree. of their products I really like. What are some other brands that you like? Like maybe even in the mid range, you know? 
Um, do you know, occasionally I, do, you know, I'm like you, I, I probably do 20 new products a week and I have the same yeah. issue with if somebody says your skin looks bad, your skin looks awful. What is it? Well, it's you one of the know. 20 things I use right. this morning. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard. It's it, hard. it is a hard answer. I, you know, occasionally I will go back to something like an Olay because it's an amazing, amazing brand. I do like Paula's Choice. I like Drunk Elephant, although sometimes I think Tiffany gets a little wonky in her approach to it. But um, I do think Drunk Elephant does some really nice things. I love Shiseido, you know, as a luxury Japanese brand, incredible, incredible quality and no, fr- you know, no frills, no, no mar- marketing pressure. They just really, really good quality. The, I guess the tough answer for that is I buy so much new stuff because I love to try young brands and see what they're doing to kick the old brands, you know, off the island and how they're trying to rearrange and reimagine skincare formulations because there's so much that's being done. What are some of these new brands that you are excited about? Would you um, say? Can I pull any of them out of my hat right now? Uh, Oh, give me a second to bring it to the front of my brain because there are a couple that I that I will mention. Okay, there, you know, the, even during COVID, we launched about three thousand skincare brands during COVID in the United States, and what? that's how I know. Isn't it amazing? Wow, that's, as saturated as this market is, there's kind of always room for somebody new stepping up with an idea, with a concept. Okay, speaking of saturated, before we wrap this up. <laughs> What do you think about all of these uh, celebrities launching lines? I, oh boy, I know. And by the way, some of them are like really the pricing is insane. It's insane. I'm sorry, Brad Pitt. I'm going to buy yeah, my skincare okay. from Brad Pitt. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I I think this is so ridiculous. I, I agree. Feel the same way about the jenners and the kardashian sorry people did you see did you see the kardashian husband uh what's his name travis oh with all the tattoos yeah he just launched a skincare line i'm like we can't even see your skin like (laughs) a a, a tattooed maniac giving me his recommendation for my skincare products okay one more thing okay now that we you obviously are on the same you're hitting all my hot buttons I know, I know. It's just they're they're just everywhere, you know. And it's it's insane what's happening. It's if you're famous now, you have to have a skincare line. But are there any that you like or no? I mean, any celebrity I, brands. I yeah. to be honest with you, I tend to shy away from celebrity brands. Um, I was as very curious I. to do some J Lo, and then as I started pressing buy, I just thought, wait a minute. You know, I've read the ingredient labeling. I have great respect for her as a marketing force, as I do oh, with yes. Madonna. Madonna's yeah. a great marketing force. Lady Gaga's a great marketing force. Do I really want their products? I doubt, I'm sorry, but I've been doing this a long time. I doubt they know as much as I do about ingredients and formulating and skincare. But, you know, you do get wrapped up in the moment. Wow, J-Lo maybe has that glow product. Maybe I'd glow more. Oh, but come on. We know that she spends a lot of money doing other <laughs> things. It's not just her skincare. Um, and then, you know, that also kind of brings up like, well, wait a second, Fenty. I do like Fenty. She was an early one and she really did her homework. Yeah. Yeah. That line really did her homework. And I haven't tried the skincare. I've only tried some of the makeup and what I've tried, I've really liked, you know, 
you know, full disclosure, you know, that's an LVMH brand, which is why she's in Sephora. So she has a lot of, if if we're allowed to talk about what's behind the curtain, but I I agree with you. She, they did a a great job putting the line together. Who knows really how much these celebrities are really into these lines anyway. Oh, that brings up the other thing. So the Brad Pitt line is (sighs) supposed to be unisex. And now I personally have a problem with that because I know that women's skin is different than men's skin, right? Am, am I wrong in thinking that You're like, I wrong. really shouldn't be using a unisex skincare product for you me? Know, skin is skin and there are ingredients, you know, a retinol and niacinamide, a vitamin C will be good on any skin. The fact though, to your point, men's skin is thicker right. and it's oilier. Right. And it's why, and I'm making some gross generalizations here, but science backed, Men don't age as fast as women because their skin is thicker and oilier. So they can go another, I don't know, five, 10 years before they really start looking as wrinkled as we get. As we do, right. But when it goes, Lauren, it goes. You know, it will catch up with them. And then like all of a sudden the collagen and elastin is just done and their face drops. But they can hang they can hang out longer than women can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the so So no, men's skincare products tend to be a little bit lighter weight. And right. part of it is because men just, you know, aesthetically don't like the feeling of he- heavy, rich products. Again, I'm generalizing, but their skin is, does tend to be oilier. So they really don't need that lubricious characteristic that dry skinned women might need. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, that my gut was saying is was telling, telling me, of course, I don't think I want like, you know, I'm all for like unisex, whatever, um, clothing, if that's what you want, fragrance, Absolutely. whatever. But, you know, when our skin, the fact is our skin is different. It's a fact. So it certainly can be much thinner. And um, and sorry, you know, but spending $300 on a serum is not. I know. I know. I know. Seriously. God bless him. God bless him. Because apparently his champagne isn't making enough money. So he needs <laughs> Caroline. Yeah, I know. I know. You gotta I love our industry, right? I love Brad Pitt. But yeah, come on. Yeah. Um, and then. Last but not, have you been seeing, I'll bring this up and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I am loving Bethany Frankel is doing skincare reviews. So she is now a beauty influencer. And what I love is that they're not sending, she goes and buys all this stuff and she gives her honest opinion. So somebody like myself, because I work with brands and some pay me, I have to be very careful what I say. Um, Usually for me, it's the sin of omission. So if I don't like a product, I just don't talk about it. But I don't like say this sucks generally. Unless, of course, I always say unless it's egregious and you need to be warned, like it's going to hurt you. (laughs) Right. I've done that a couple of times. I love Um, it. But, you know, I love her honesty and her candor because she she'll say like this sucks. And she's she's reviewing. uh, You'll love this. She's doing uh, mass market and she does she'll go out and buy mass market and compare it against its expensive counterpart. And a lot of times she loves what, I mean, she loves a lot that she tries, so that's great. But some of it, she's like, this sucks. (laughs) It's great. It's like so much what I want to say, but I can't. (laughs) You know, we're, we're a rich category for, for that. And it's sort of, it really begs having someone do that because as you well know, we, we, the beauty industry sometimes take ourselves very seriously yep. and we just kind of believe our own hype and breathe yep. our own air. Yep. And it is refreshing occasionally for, for someone to come in and remind us that 
We make products people want, not products people need. Although I would dispute that on a regular yeah, I was basis. I going to say, are you sure about that? Seriously? <laughs> seriously? No, no, no. But you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should say tend- what, what I travel now. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's I, the clothes are not my concern. It's my skincare <laughs> products and I getting like car- getting a carry on it. I sweat about my, my beauty stuff. Not, not the clothing. Like, I who it. am I? When did I become this person? That's a um, seriously important concern. I'm, I'm right there, you know, right there with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, you know, I think, I think there's so much about the, the products that, that really are addicting. And that will be the point. You know, yeah. if a product is well formulated, it is very sensorial. And you not only love the smell, you love the way it feels, you love the way it looks, you love the way it comes out of the package. You, you know, you, there should be an addiction. That's a good formulation. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm here to tell you it works. Yes, it does. It does. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I think you hit all my favorite. I know we talk about everything. My gosh, we could do this all day long. I I really could. I, uh, you know what? I would love to. I could talk. This is why I was dying to have you on. We had the best conversation. We met in an event and we just started talking about fashion and beauty, and it it was so fun. So thank in general. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and addictions. Right. So. Which ours is skincare. Thanks so much, Karen. This has been, been great. Fun. Okay, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro aging podcast bi weekly, so please contact Lauren at foundof30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Take care, everyone. And remember, there are some great dupes out there, and be sure to check my blog out in the 30 and I will share them with you. I love doing it. So you don't have to spend a fortune to look fabulous. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.